Blog Talk Radio. The beat goes on. The beat goes on. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. La da 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 dee. Charleston was once the rage of History has turned the page of The minute the current thing
and um, precious. And another way of seeing special is a little bit off kilter and maybe uh, needs a little extra care. Um, this is probably a little bit of both of those. I am currently trying to get my live stream on YouTube to launch, but it is taking a little bit of time, so I'm stalling just a little bit, but maybe it'll go. Anyways, if it goes, it'll be live. If not, um, the Facebook uh, live stream will be going on as well. Um, today we're going to talk about building the A-team. We've talked about this before, and we're going to keep talking about it until we have the A-team complete. And we'll know when we have the AT complete, team complete, when prohibition's over. Um, I get oftentimes frustrated and uh, sometimes tired of carrying the, the load. And I don't mean the entire load, but there's a load that is put on your back when you decide to do something... Um, something that has enough worth that requires a substantial effort and oftentimes a, a length of time, a substantial length of time in many cases. And as much as I've always been a big supporter of liberty and freedom, I've not taken it as a personal mission until maybe 10 years ago. You can turn that off. It's okay. Um, but when I got arrested back in 2008, I got awakened and I became aware of really what prohibition really means. And it touched me deeply the first time it touched me and as I got arrested again and again and again and even again for the same so-called crime, um, it continued to awaken me deeper. You know, there's there's levels of awareness, and it happens a lot when you watch a new person. And then what I mean by a new person, a person who becomes aware of something. And as a teacher, you see that happen all the time. And that moment of, I get it, you know, the sparkle in the eye, the, the smile or the, or the frown, depending on what you're getting. But that moment of awareness, that moment of enlightenment, that moment of, I get it. I'm trying to reload this thing. I'm not stalling, I promise. Let's try this again. And mine's on in its orbit.
it changes the way you see everything. It's almost like putting a different color glasses on. When you become aware of a, of, of a truth, maybe, a, maybe when you become aware that cannabis is a thing, um, that, that it's not just a dark, you know, uh, drug that a bunch of stoners like to do and get all high, but you realize that there's more to it than that. Maybe you've become just aware that getting high is a helpful thing, that maybe it is something that helps you relieve the grief of the day and allows you to, to gather yourself and, and to, to walk forth easier or better. But then maybe you realize that yet another level, sometimes there's a, another level of understanding. So you get a student that comes to you and they're, they're engaged and they're, they're awake and they get it and they're showing up to class. And class could mean anything. It could mean just somebody who you're uh, tutoring or, or mentoring. Or it could mean uh, an official class or school. It could just be somebody that you're working with and you're, you're, you're both learning and teaching at the same time. And then all of a sudden they learn something new, a new trick, or a new, a new depth, a new layer becomes uh, uh, revealed. And then it becomes even deeper. And I think maybe that's what happens to a lot of people, um, or some people anyways, that are in, in this so-called movement. Um, you watch people that have this layer of, of awareness and they're excited and they want to move forward and, and they want to help and they want to do anything they can. I just want to, I just want to be part of this. And they get out there and they, and they, you know, are public. And a lot of times, you know, it takes form of social media. And these are the people that are posting and posting and sharing and they're excited and it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's almost like the excitement of a, of a child in that they understand something thing is important and they just want to do everything they can and that's, there's, a, there's almost an innocence and a magic to that. And then sometimes you get this new awareness of, of that what you're doing is really affecting the fabric of time and space, that you're actually weaving yourself into the tapestry of our history. And uh, when you look back on history and you look at the the major changes that have taken place in history, and I go all the way back, you know, to the beginning of civilization, to the beginning of our recorded history, and you will note that there was always a few people, a few people, that affected the changes that set into action the major events of our history. And many times those actions required a giant number of people to be active for that action to take place. But there was always a strength that was a core. Oftentimes it may have been a leader, but it was never a single leader. It was always a leader and their team. All the way back to the early monarchs, they always had their counselors. They always had their wise men. They always had their, uh, their trusted aides, their, their, their confidants, their team. And it's not different today. In fact, if you go back into recent history and you see some of the folks that have made some of the biggest differences, um, you'll note that they were often people that um, were remarkable for some reason or another. Not that 
we're not all not remarkable, but some people just have a specific talent that stands out in a particular way. But even them, the most remarkable people, always had a team of people around them. And, and there's almost no exceptions to that. Well, that's what I'm after. I'm after that team. And it doesn't, not to say that any one of us is that uh, amazing leader, it's just that to build a team together is where the power is, is where the strength is. And there's not any one person that can do this on their own. And unfortunately, there's there's a lot of people in the movement that, I don't know, feel that way or act that way or, or think that way. And it, in a lot of ways, unfortunately, it, it, it slows us down more than it speeds us up. But I'm looking to build this A-team. I'm looking to build this um, this team of extraordinary individuals. <clears throat> and I, I um, recently have been studying people a lot. And, and, you know, you live life, you know a lot of folks, you deal with a lot of people, you get to participate in this great human experiment. You make your own opinions, but there are people that have studied large groups of people in depth, and they've come up with some conclusions. And one of the conclusions recently um, that there was four basic types of people. And It used to be there was all these different, um, you know, they had they had it all broken up into all these different uh, INFP and all these different these different types. But they basically they say they broke it down in into four. Yep. And you know, most everybody is is in one of them. You know, the vast majority of people are in one group, which is the average people. There are you know, there are average people out there. And then there's below average people. There just <laughs> are. There's people that just struggle for whatever reason. And it doesn't mean that they don't have some specific talent that makes them exceptional. Um, but when you are doing a side-by-side -side comparison with large groups of people looking at certain traits, there is a curve and there are some people that are below average. And then there's a type of people that is considered a role model. And a role model has a set of characteristics. And these are people that are generally, that have integrity. Uh, these are people that generally have passion. These are generally people that other people rely upon for um, guidance, for um, leadership, for leadership, for just an anchor that when when you're out there swimming around in space, sometimes you just need something to go. Okay, that's real, and that 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 I can count on. You know, that's something that that is necessary. There's a lot of chaos in the world, and there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And to have somebody that that you can say, "Yep, that guy's always the same," and and I and I can rely on him. Somebody that you can rely upon. Anyways. There's something special about those types of people, and those are the types of people that are probably the rarest. And they're the types of people I'm looking for. I'm looking for those types of people. And they don't have to be 
full of energy. They don't have to be um, mechanically whole. They don't have to be mentally whole, for God's sake. But there's something special about this group of people I'm looking for, and I, I, I have a pretty decent chunk of them right now, but I know there's more out there. And I know that if we can get enough of these together and begin on a journey of, of building this plan that we've begun, hell, we began it 10 years ago, a plan of how to end prohibition, how to end cannabis prohibition, how to bring people to an awareness that they, number one, understand the problem, the problem that we're bringing being oppressed, you know, a plant that does us good and has never caused us harm has been rendered illegal, and growing it and having it, making stuff with it has been rendered a crime. I, I don't know how we let that happen, but we did. We let it happen. Do you know that uh, 18, wait, I think it was 18,000 people every year, or at least in the last year, died from accidental overdose. 18,000 people died of accidental poisoning, they called it. Accidental poisoning. 19,000 people. 19,000 people died of accidental poisoning. Think about that for a second. And, and accidental poisoning includes... Um, you know, taking pharmaceutical substances, taking chemicals, eating whatever, somehow getting a poison into you, swimming in gasoline, whatever it is, a toxic substance was applied to and in and around your body enough to where it killed you. 19,000 of them. <coughs> 80,000 people died last year from the flu. 80,000 people died last year from the flu. Now, I wonder, just bear with me for a second because I'm kind of maybe going down a plate. I wonder if we were to put half the resources that the government, both state, federal, local, all the different governmental agencies that puts into eradicating pot was to put into eradicating the flu. Maybe a war on the flu might do better than a war on drugs. But a war on cancer. You know, then there's cancer. We're not even getting into that, the numbers on that. I'm, and, and, you know, I'm not talking even the highest causes of death. I'm just picking something that is arbitrary and all around us. And the substances that people die from, that 19,000 people that dead, they're dead. They're not going to ever come back. They're not here. They're not with us. They're mothers and sons and daughters and fathers and grandfathers and aunts and uncles. They're all dead because they came in contact with a substance that was so toxic it killed them. And yet, guess what didn't happen? Not one person, not one single person died from cannabis. Now, I can't help but say to myself, of any one of those substances that people died from, <clears throat> is any of them regulated even close to the way that they are regulating cannabis in California and Washington and all the places that they're regulating it? The answer is clearly no. 
I talked about it last week, the week before, the week before that. You can go to the Home Depot or any drugstore, and you can buy a huge number of substances right off the shelf as a child. You don't have to be 16 or 18 or 21 to buy them, and you can buy huge numbers of these substances that can and will kill you. And yet, as we're walking into this new era of legalization with giant quotes around it, you're dealing with a substance that's never killed anybody, not one time, not one fatality directly attributed to cannabis. And yet, we are going through these aggressive, restrictive, expensive tactics that keep more people from it than allow habit. And yet, we're okay with that. The, the, the proponents of these shitty laws that we keep passing keep saying, yes, we win, we won, we did it. We're legal. Legalize it. What the hell is wrong with you people? Why do we give up and call it a victory? Why do we say, okay, at least we got something? How did we become so weak and unmotivated and unpassionate that we are okay and we even celebrate these things? Well, I'm not, I haven't, I didn't, and I'm not going to. And I'm looking for a group of people that shares my sentiment. I've been studying the American Revolution a little bit, and uh, a biography of a man who was determined to be the father of our country, George Washington. And the more I learn about the man, the more I respect him. He wasn't perfect, very flawed like everybody. He had moments of doubt, moments of weakness, moments of problems. But the one thing this man did have was a passion and a stick and initiative and courage and a willingness to stay the course in spite of the things that happened to him around him, with him, against him, and for him. And I got to think that if he wasn't there when he was, we might not have ended up the way we did. And it's not that he did it all by any stretch. But he had enough of an influence on the situation, and there were enough people that he was able to keep near him that this did happen. And if you study the American Revolution, you realize we didn't necessarily have to win that. We came uh, many times close to losing it. There were many situations where the American uh, Minutemen, the, the, the First Continental Congress, the, all the people that were involved in the creation of this country, boots on the ground, there were many, many cases where it could have easily gone the other direction. And if it wasn't for the courage and the the for the stick to itiveness, the, the the willingness to stay the course, um, 
we might not have made it. And America is plenty flawed. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not. I'm not living in a in a panacea, but I I do. I do know that this country came from greatness. It's made of amazing people, and there's a spirit of this country that's different from all the others. And there's plenty of darkness and plenty of terrible things, but there's something about Americans, and and there's a spirit in us that that is wild and rebellious and not willing to be reined in, not willing to be chat or uh, uh, oppressed. That the the chains of tyranny are just unbearable, and I'm looking for those people. just looking for those people and I know that they're out there and and we have some and I'm looking for more I'm looking for I don't know a dozen or two dozen more and I believe with these people if we're able to find them when we're able to find them we'll be able to teach them to rally the troops and bring together the little militias that are necessary to fight the battles to stay the course and actually get the victories that we need that we can actually win this. And I think about this for a second. We have truth on our side. Our battle is righteous. They have nothing but lies on their side. There is not one thing that supports truly the need to tax and regulate and restrict and hold back and not let the people have this plan. So much so that I've dedicated a decent chunk of my life to trying to make that change. And I welcome you to join me. Tomorrow is another momentous day. It'll be the third election for the Human Solution International since we've been a 501c3. It'll be, I think, the fifth election since we've been an organization. But every two years, we have an election where all of our leadership is renewed. Um, it's a full democratic vote. Every single active member of this organization gets a vote. The voting begins on midnight tonight midnight, and continues till midnight tomorrow. And midnight tomorrow, there will be a new president, a new vice president, a new treasurer, a new secretary, and a new board. And some of those people might be the same as they are today, but the positions will be renewed. And there's nothing more powerful to me than an organization that that renews itself on a regular basis, that we acknowledge that our service is valuable, um, but things change, sentiments change from time to time. I, there's virtually nobody in this organization that was here when we began the 501c3, and there was a lot of people when we started. The sound is coming and going. I can't hear all the words. How's that? Is that a little better? Hopefully it is. I apologize 
I did turn the volume down just a little bit. I'm doing this from a landline, though, so anybody who's not hearing this, it's probably you and not me. But I did just turn my microphone up as high as it'll go. Hopefully that's helpful. Um, anyways, elections are tomorrow. If you're a member, please vote. If you're not a member and you have an opinion and you get it and you want to be a part of this organization and you want to have an influence, join up. Join up tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to tell some stories today about the history of this organization. I've been telling stories about this organization for a while now. And my reason for doing that is, is to not just make points about assholes that don't do what they say and people who stab you in the back and all the other stuff that, that there is to talk about. But to show you where, we, where we've come from and to demonstrate these same principles that stay in the course, riding out the storms, moving forward, continuing to show up and make a difference every single day, And to be there when it counts. We started out as a very regional and local organization, and we became an international organization. I think the first time we got international, we, we picked up a member from Japan. That was our first international experience. <clears throat> and then uh, we supported a case in the UK a few years back. And we got ribbons on court supporters out in the UK. And then we started a chapter in Canada. And we still have a chapter in Canada, and it's uh, an amazing chapter. I'm very, very proud of our friendly Manitobans. And we've got members in Mexico and Australia and New Zealand, or at least we have. That's international, baby. Our goal is not a local goal exclusively. It's not a national goal exclusively. This is a worldwide goal. Anywhere that cannabis is being prohibited and a war is being waged on its 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 proponents, we need to be there to keep that from happening. You know, there's a difference between liberty and freedom. And I think that we should be mindful of that. And I do want to liberate this plant, but it's because of the freedom that we inherently have a right to. That There isn't another man that has a right to oppress us, and yet we allow it. And that's really, I can't say it any different way. We allow it. We don't have to. Well, we just made a gigantic uh, leap forward today. Uh, I'm so proud to announce um, <laughs> one of our representatives spoke at the UN today, the United Nations, and uh, represents our Solidarity Over Separation chapter out of New York. And his name is Pete Yapel. He's actually running for a number of offices, so I certainly... I'm assuming that he's going to be sitting on at least a few spots, hopefully not all of them, because that's a lot of hats to wear. But uh, Pete's going to 
tell us a little bit about what happened. Without any further ado, Pete Yapel, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> Helen is too. Hey, listen, it was very emotionally draining today. It was an hey, can incredible you, experience. Can you put the phone up closer to your mouth? We're having a little bit of, of communication issues today. Okay, how's this? Is this better? Much better. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I took you off speaker. I was going to at least tell it. Helen tried to join, but she is next to me. Um, I want to say thank you to you, first of all, for um, for every bit of every work you do, all your hard work, your dedication, your idea for this um, organization. Um, we were really well received. Um, we it was it was an experience. Let's just to say the least. Um, uh, I'm not one of those people that get awestruck. So sitting next to a president from a country doesn't mean anything. They're a human being just like I am, and my message is just as important as theirs. So I didn't. That wasn't the part that was scary about me, but the part that was scary about this was just making sure that I represented you, the community, our organization, as as um, properly and as professionally as I could. Um, um, it, it was uh, a lot of you know, through every, uh, checkpoints and checkpoints and checkpoints. I mean, you couldn't even get within two blocks of the UN uh, and walk the street. You had to show your ID. If you didn't have a pass, you couldn't even get through barricades. So it was kind of a bit um, intimidating at first, but once you got in there, I mean, it, it's completely eclectic. Every language being spoke, um, opinions being shared, uh, and um, – to actually sit and then be honored enough to be able to speak was um, was just another another thing that you know I'll ne- I, I'll never uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll never have another high like that for quite some time I believe you know until this plant is finally freed um, but uh, um, we um, we I wanted to sit and listen to to them first before I spoke because. Everybody's like, write a speech. Well, I, I listen, I'm not that kind of person. Anybody who knows me is I speak with passion. I speak from my heart. I can't uh, – I, I couldn't follow a speech. I'm just not one of those people. An outline, yes. <laughs> a speech, no. Um, but, uh, again, I wanted to know what the direction, where the conversation was going before I edit. Now, if anybody wants to see – we do have uh, what Helen taped um, and put up, but that's the only portion. She missed the first part, you know, obviously getting out of phone and – and taping, but you can go to the UN live stream, and and you can see not only me, but what everyone else had said there. And you know what was beautiful about the setup, Joe, was that I went on right after the guy that came on to try to defend opiates, and the 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 cutting down of production of liquid morphine, and how it's you know creating such a dilemma in the in society. Well, what better place for me to be? But after that. Before that, we had a gentleman that would not mention cannabis, but was, I clearly knew he was speaking of cannabis. The minute he told me he had 2,400 test subjects, all 100% came off of opiates without one sign of withdrawal and are still clean, I knew what he was talking about. There's only one substance that can do that uh, naturally in modern medicine, as he put it. So as I spoke about cannabidiol and the, cannabino- uh, the cannabinoid system, 
it awoken all of these people. Um, and, um, you know, hey, I, I guess I was well enough received. At least they applauded. You know, <laughs> and a lot of people didn't get that. So that, that's a, at least something. Um, so our next mission is now Vienna uh, in December. Where are the human solution? We'll be bringing the human solution there as well so that we can stand tall and proud and let people know that we will no longer stand for people being falsely imprisoned for something that isn't even a crime. There's no victim. There's no crime. That, that's that. Um, uh, I want to thank my wife, first of all and foremost. My wife is my pillar. Um, without her, I can't stand tall. So, Helen Yapel, thank you for every bit of your support, every bit of activism you do, all the hard work that people don't see because they only hear me. <laughs> but she is she is a superstar in her own right, and uh, without her, you wouldn't probably have me here standing um, because I draw my strength from her. Oh, I have no doubt of that. I, she's amazing. She's a powerhouse, and I'm very glad, as I said when you guys first came aboard, um, to have you, you as a team. You guys are amazing together, and, and Helen is no small part of that. There's no question. That's right. Hey, listen, everybody, listen, Joe has been pointing it out, and tomorrow are elections for the Human Solution International. If you're a member, please get on and vote. Listen, uh, I, I love this organization. I, work, I will work as hard as I can every minute of my day. It is paired with my own company like it is just part of it because they go hand in hand. I can't be one without the other. They work so well together. But at the end of the day, we have people that are in positions at this point in time that are fantastic at them. Um, um, I, I will take anything that anybody votes me in for. Don't get me wrong, but I really – but please believe me, my vote will go for Joe Grumbine for president. <laughs> I don't care if this is democratic and supposed to be supposed to be secret or not, but Becca will stand in my idea and opinion. Um, uh, and, and 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 Lisa, you know me. I I I'm glad I could be a part of it. If what I can be uh, on top of everything I do, else I do is an ambassador of sorts. Hey, I'm I'm willing and more than happy to wear that hat as well because. Um, there are so many people that do such good work in this organization, and um, I'm just blessed somehow by whatever was engraved within my DNA to have a big mouth, not afraid to use it. And for some reason, people just listen, um, and I, I, I attribute it, and Helen always says, well, people listen to you, Peter, because you're not lying or you're not bullshitting. You're literally speaking the truth from your heart, and when you live something, it's kind of hard for people to not embrace that. You know what I mean? They can't sit back and say, oh, well, this guy's talking, you know, blowing smoke because he wants to just smoke pot. Well, anybody there has ever listened to me talk doesn't hear me talk about smoking pot. I didn't talk about smoking pot today. Uh, you know, smoking pot's recreational to me. It, is it medical? Can it, does it help people? Absolutely. You're ingesting cannabinoids. You can relieve pain. But true cannabinoidal medicine and true treatment with this plant doesn't have to be the least effective way is ingesting by smoking cannabis. So this isn't a stoner's this isn't a stoner's mission to roll joints in the street. This is a sick man's mission to help others that are seriously feeling the effects of a system that is revolving around nothing but powders and pill form because they don't know any better or don't want to and it's so easy and a moneymaker. If we revert back to simpler times, people, where we look to what this earth provides for us 
we will be a healthier, stronger, better society. The planet will survive better and will and will strive because we'll be taking care of it as well at the same time. So everything is inclusive. That's what the meeting was about kind of today, how even though we may be affected by drug policy and drug issues, it affects every else other form of sustainable living within our lives, education, uh, uh, housing, jobs, you name it. All of this is incorporated. All of this is related and if we change and improve one we change and improve others and so i mean that's pretty much what i got joe you know me i'm long-winded but um no, this is very exciting man very exciting and uh was there anything i mean i'm going to go i haven't had a chance to yet but i'm going to go back and watch that um that that live feed um i guess my question is is there was there anything remarkable that that came out. I mean, was there was there anything that what, what was remo- all right, here now? Here's the thing with me that all right. Yeah, you have to understand again. Uh, like uh, probably everybody that's listening, you know, we haven't been to a UN event. We haven't been to sit and listen or to see what goes on at these things or how they're carried out. Well, um, I will publish. I'll post the book that we received. It's a program of the, the hour long thing. It's a breakdown of what they covered and they they had. Senegal, uh, Mexico, Thailand, uh, Switzerland, uh, the United Red Cross and Curve, um, um, the UN Secretary, Assistant Secretary, and, and and a few others. But they were the they were the true speaking dignitaries that were there that today to show how drug policy, drug reform, and sustainability has improved life within their countries um, and and the improvements in which it showed literacy and, and things you know as we, as we get people off drugs their mind awakens obviously so they want to learn so was there uh, was there progress shown and being made yes in every instance honestly um, that that you look you could see a decrease in negative and an increase in positive life in correcting the policies that we have in place now with opiates and other drugs that are pharmaceutical that are, are, are causing issue. As far as imprisonment goes, there was, there was talk about it. And again, I wish I could make this, po- this program available somehow. Maybe I'll just take pictures of it. But if you look individually at how the, the countries are broken down, they are literally starting – other countries, guys, other countries. We're supposed to be the greatest – other countries are literally examining the fact whether people that are convicted of cannabis crimes even are, are, should be even charged with any crime. Again, our kind of thinking. Is there, is there a responsibility at this point in time at the world level for nations to still continually to oppress – or suppress us, and to continually make us still be forced to use this. Yes, why? Because, again, I'm there not only to get people out of jail. This plant needs to be descheduled. This plant needs to be studied. This plant needs to be able to be used as freely as milk, water, and any other substance that's out there. And until we can do that, we won't have that freedom, and we won't receive or have great help. So they're getting the ideas, and they're making – definitely making strides. But we need to bring that here. We have to adopt this 
this, this, this thought as a nation because this is how it's embraced. That yes, these nation's leaders have made the decisions and said, you, you know, this is what's this. This is how we'll do this. This is how we'll handle this. We're not going to allow this or not, or we will allow that. But they're doing it. They're doing that with the thought of the people in mind. Here was my, here was my general thought when I walked out and said to Helen, I said, Helen, I just met the former president of Switzerland. A, a very high-ranking member of the, of, of the Mexican government. I met the president of Switzerland. I spoke to Dignitary from, from Thailand who represents the UN there. I spoke to all of these people, and at the end of the day, they all had the same thought, that everything I was saying made sense. Everything made sense according to what they did that, or, 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 what, or what, they, what, they were, what they were seeing and, saying and thinking. What I said to Helen was, uh, you know, we're all sitting in this room, and, and this could all be taken care of in a minute, in a minute, in a minute's time. But, but everybody, again, was saying the right stuff. We had, they had people there that represented the AIDS community, which was great. Uh, um, they had their own separate thing going on at the UN today, but sent a representative. It was great to hear from them, um, great to hear from Sensible Drug and, uh, and Alcohol. They were there. Um, there, there were some good groups there. Um, I'm just glad we were able to talk. You know, many didn't get to. There was literally only three of us or four of us that spoke afterwards. You know, uh, uh, spoke afterwards. But um, um, we're in people's ears. The human solutions there. We had our ribbons on. We were flying proud, standing tall, like Joe always says. You know, um, uh, again, everybody sees me on Facebook. It's you know, Pete's wearing tie-dye, he's a hippie, he's got his hair pulled back, just running around. Listen, when you go to these things, you have to – you're representing more than just yourself. You're representing – not only – I wasn't representing an organization. I stood up as, again, the face of cannabis I haven't done in a long time and represented millions of people out there that don't care if they have a face. They just have an issue they want fixed. And, um, and uh, you know, throw a good shirt on, pull your hair back, do whatever it is, make yourself look nice. And speak professionally, speak eloquently. There, you know, we, we on the radio show get angry and we swear and cuss and fight, but you don't get that way. You don't get places with people that make decisions that way. Um, that's, that's just, you know, that's truly just some, some good advice for those that are out there and want to make a difference. Remember when you approach these people that they're making the decision. If you don't make the proper impression, you're ignored. You're completely ignored. They will yes you and be looking over your head while they're talking to you. They're not listening to you. So be polite. Be professional. Do this when we're in court. When we're in court, man, when we're there standing there saying we're standing behind this defendant because we believe this, we have to look like we believe this. We can't look like just a bunch of vagabonds that, again, increase and promote the stigma in which they have placed upon those that use cannabis. Well, I couldn't agree more, and really, uh, I, am, I am constantly and, and renewedly inspired by uh, the progress that you guys have been making out there. And it's kind of funny, years and years ago, I, I was trying to get a, a foothold on the East Coast. I was trying to get... You know, one chapter to get started, and uh, now we got more activity on the East Coast than we've got everywhere else right now, and it's 
exciting. Um, and you guys are just tearing it up. So I, you have the utmost respect and support from from me and the rest of the the, the team. And um, just we got to just keep marching. We got to get this momentum and and bring it to a place that uh, we can get the prize. We can take it all the way home. Now you talked about Vienna in December, um, and I believe we're putting together a fundraiser for that. What's the status on that right now? Well, right now, Vienna, we uh, we have to be sponsored. Um, ESCOCS. It's fifty five. It's fifty four countries belong to the organizations that hold and form and and monitor and govern over the the uh, WHO and these um, talks. So we are entertaining right now. Thank you with the with the help of Amy uh, Case King. Um, uh, everybody has a mentor. Everybody remember that. I have many. Joe is one of mine. Amy Case King depends on what I'm talking about. I never claim to know everything. But I reached to Amy, and Amy's busy right now. Uh, Amy is busy right now holding. Um, uh, is looking for investors. If you if there are investors on the line, please. She's holding a huge event for FAAT. FAAT, I believe, in Europe, and um, they need to secure their venue. I need to come up with like uh, five, ten thousand euro or something like that. She had inboxed me by Friday, so uh, this is important. She does great work. Obviously, she does great work. I wouldn't be even talking to these people if this woman did not point me and teach me and tell me how to do this. Um, so she's going to work in correspondence with me to try to find a a qualified and uh, nation supporter and 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 entity within. This is how it works, Joe. You 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 um, a, as an organization, as a human solution. I put us in, and there are categories of 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 selection that I have to choose from, and I could pick up to three to pair. And then what it does for those three is then gives me the interest groups within those organizations that. Um, we match with. Then it's just um, whining and dining them, and it's never done with anything other than intelligence and such. So, you know, Pete always thinks ahead, and Pete always uh, understands that I got invited to this one and sponsored by this one by the Swiss. So I just reached out to the secretary at Conrad before I got on your phone and shot him an email and said, thank you again for the opportunity today. Um, I believe everything was well received. I'm looking and hoping to go to Vienna. Can we move forward, or how? What do I need to do to move forward? So we're we're already starting that process of getting the sponsorship after you know, which which shouldn't be hard. Again, um, um, Amy has ins and Amy has ways around as well too, and knows people. So uh, I don't believe it's going to be any difficulty, and I should have a definite definitive answer probably within a week. Um, that way we can truly focus in the next four months of hopefully doing some fundraising because at the end of the day, Helen and I will find a way to pay for this. It, it, I mean, everybody out there knows I live on Social Security. Uh, she works hard as a waitress, and this is how we fight the movement for you guys. Um, and um, we love your we love your support. All we ever ask for is volunteer work. We never ask for money. So when this comes up and we do have the opportunity to go and truly represent people, you do not understand the importance of where I'm standing, where our organization and who before our organization is standing. You, you, you know, we, we, we always focus on, our, you know, I always tell everybody when you're starting out or when you, when you need to do something, if you need to do something, 
Do it in your community. Start in your community. Start with that government. Fine, but then there's people that have more time and a little more experience. They're doing the state level. They're doing the things like this. This, yeah, listen, I'm, I don't even believe I'm qualified in, in some senses, but if it's only to speak and speak the truth, then yes, then I'm qualified. But to speak to these um, so-called uh, um, you know, powers that be, in other words, you know, and for better, lack of better terms, um, you, you, ha- you have to be confident and you have to just go for it. And we have to have ears and voice there. If we don't have ears and voice at the very top, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I was saying I was saying that earlier that you know when you're standing on top of a hill and you're yelling, they can hear you for miles, man. People below you talking, you don't hear a damn word they're saying. So um, we have to we have to be on that platform. We have to not only the Human Solution International, any special interest cannabis group in good standing that is truly fighting a real fight. I, I, I mean, this is the place to be. Luckily, we are members now of uh, the New York uh, uh, NGOC, um, uh, the Human Solution International is. So any event truly within the confines of the United States or here, we are we will be capable of going to even uh, without a, a true invite. We could always just put our name in the hat and say we'll be there. Um, but um, moving forward – we want that worldwide. We want when they're sending out invitations, the human solutions isn't, a, isn't even a thought. It's just on the list for us to be there and be heard. Well, I, I am very excited to, uh, uh, to watch this happen, and um, I am a little bit jealous of uh, your ability <laughs> to go and my, my lack thereof. Although I have done um, a, a lot of globe trotting over the years, I'm uh, resigned to uh, keeping things local as much as I can right now, trying to uh, shore up my own uh, my own resources. But um, you know, trust me, this is there's so many big changes happening in this organization, and as I start telling some of the stories, uh, we're going to have a caller here pretty soon that's going to talk about lighting up the Kansas chapter again. Um, and I'm going to talk about the Kansas chapter and the Midwest chapter and, and um, you know, the things. I just actually took those pages down um, after three years um, for lack of activity, but um, it looks like we got a, a, a little spark that's going to get it going again, and I'm super excited. So, Pete, uh, as always, I am just tickled with your – well, you know, when I, when I say Pete, I mean Pete and Helen – it's just a given. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we 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 and, know that. That's not. Yeah, that's never taken. That's fine. But you guys are are just a joy to work with, and um, just watching the excitement. You know, folks, you gotta be aware. There's a there's a there's a law or um, uh, something that is called momentum, and it's what happens when you start building uh, energy going in a in a certain direction. I think it's got something to do with inertia. But anyways, when you take a ball and you put it on a string and you start swinging it around and around, after a while you stop and it keeps swinging around and around. And then when you do that and you swing the ball around and around and you let it go, it goes flying. And that's what starts happening. Um, you know, in Vegas we had a, an active, really active chapter at one time, and we called them the burning bunnies. And um, I'm a little sick-minded, but the whole – idea of that was that you start off with a spark and 
a spark if you've ever been a you know a male child you know that you're a fire bug at heart and you gotta love a fire right so you start a spark you know with a match you light the piece of paper and the piece of paper lights the little sticks and the little stick lights the little piece of wood and the little piece of wood lights the big wood before you know you got a big old fire burning well what happens in the wild um, and it's not the only way but it's one way that a forest fire gets spread is that some of the small furry creatures catch on fire and it's sick and sad and horrible that it happens but it does and what happens is they catch on fire and they run trying to get out of the fire and they spread the fire from one bush to the next and when Mm -hmm. I'm talking about our fire I'm obviously talking about a spiritual fire I'm obviously talking about a personal energy not a physical flame and the same thing happens though the same thing happens it takes one person to have that fire, to have that exuberance, to have that spark, that that thing that, that, that some of us have. I have it. Pete has it. Lisa has it. My wife has it. There's a lot of us that have it. Sarah has it. She's going to be calling in in a minute. Laura has it. Laura's in the – Kathy Z has it. There's a bunch of people that that have it. Becca has it. You know, the, the Glenn has it. Uh, Peggy has it. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a team of – Dee Dee has it. I'm watching Dee Dee. Dee listen to us right now. And, and and there's these people that have this this fire. It's that's all only way you can describe it. They they get it, they they're passionate, they're willing to do what it takes to get where we're going. And it's infectious. And as I talked about, you know, ninety or eighty thousand people dying from the flu, uh, as an infectious disease, well there's the counter side of that. Um Imagine what we could do if we were to infect each other with the fire, with this, with this exuberance, with this desire, this passion. You know, the top of the talk of the show was passion, initiative, and results, and that's what I'm talking about. It's infectious when you get around a passionate person, when you get around somebody who is just so excited about the thing that they're into, whatever it is, or maybe it's just life, it makes you want to hang out with them, it makes you want to talk to them, it makes you want to be around them, it makes you want to share your energy with them, because they're giving their energy away freely, and that's what that's what these people are, that's my A-team, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Joe, I want to let Helen just share a little bit of what she thought, because believe me, she just, she honestly loved this experience as well, but what what was your thoughts on the whole thing? I mean, what what was the most impressive thing about the whole thing to you? The most impressive thing about it to me was the that uh, the woman that was running it was, which was the former president of Switzerland. She was she was genuine in what she was doing. She was there for the right reasons. It was it was it's evident in everything that she said. Um, she ran it beautifully. She did. Um, I I did not like that not everybody was the same. I did not like that um, not everybody paid attention. Um, people fell asleep. Yeah, people actually fell asleep, you know, and, and I don't think that, that we... Don't you just love when when you're excited about something and you're doing, you're sharing yourself. It's You know, when I do this show every week, when I get done with this show, I'm tired. And it's not that yeah. I physically worn out but you guys know you do it too and when you're done you're just like i just want to lay down i'm all done i got nothing left for this moment it's like being on stage and performing for 
for people. And yet you want exactly. somebody in the back row and they're sitting there looking at their friggin' phone and they're they're so uninterested and they just don't get it. It's okay, we move on. Right. Right. But you know, I I, I for me it was it was disheartening. It wasn't something I expected, I think. When when I went there, I thought that it would would have been, we're we're in, a, in in turmoil. Our whole world is in turmoil everywhere around the world, and and this is groups of people that were in government that are no longer in government or that are, are now still, right right or now still some are representing in one way or another. They're However, they're but they're they're we're all there to to find a resolution to find a, a solution Common to the problem. Sense. That, that we're all facing, and we can't give all of our attention to this one hour of time one because hour. that's it. That's all it was. We have some big, big problems. <laughs> yes, we do. You know, <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty sobering for me, I have to say. Well, you know, what's interesting, though, is you guys got to get a global glimpse and you think about it, and it's so funny because we love to wag our fingers and point our fingers at things. And if you start looking at the truth about things, the actual truth, not not the media truth and not the so-called right. truth, but if you actually start looking at the real truth about things, you go, oh, shit, um, mm-hmm. there's a problem that we are not even talking about. Like if you talk about the giant river of plastic coming out of Asia right now, going into the ocean right. every second. Uh, nobody talks about that. They talk about us and all the things we're doing and not doing and what we should be doing and not be doing. But you know what? There's a lot of big problems going on out there that have nothing to oh, do yeah. with us that could be addressed and should be addressed. And this war yeah. on drugs is certainly one of them. Well, I think I think more more probably could get addressed. But if we're having people that are sitting in on, on meetings like this, that are so bored that they can't just keep their eyes and focus for an hour, we need some big changes in who's coming yep. into those places. Well, you know what's really great, though, you guys, is the fact that you were there and the fact that you participated in that has brought awareness to this event, and the fact that it was recorded and the fact that you guys were there is now that there's a record of it, I'll bet you – there are probably literally thousands of people that are going to pay attention to that that never would have even knew it was going to happen. So, Absolutely. you know, and that's what happens. That's that spark. That's that burning bunny. Right. That's, that, that's that thing that, that hopefully if one person, think about it, what if one person yep. as a result of you guys going there gets it? You know, Laura just made a comment on my on the YouTube feed, and she said it's kind of like going to court. Everybody thinks they know yeah. how things are. Everybody thinks they know how the law is and the rules are. And then you go to court and watch some poor bastard get hauled out when he was, quote, unquote, following the law. And you go, right. oh, crap, this yeah. is not the universe yeah. I thought I lived in. And that yeah, is I what happened. You know, the thing that, you, the thing that, that struck me, too, is, is that we, with our fucking inflated egos in this goddamn country, are waiting, waiting all, and when we make the change, then what, we're going to be these super fucking heroes? Excuse my language, but now I'm getting pissed, you know it. 
But because they were really the super fucking heroes that ended and created and solved the world's issues. Bullshit. There are fucking nations out, nations out there right now. I was just at a meeting, people. Listen to it. They've already been making the changes. They're already doing it. They've been doing it. This is, listen, this is the 2020 initiative. This was made up 10 years ago. Eight years, other countries have been correcting and fixing problems, living better lives. Their citizens are better off. And yet America sits back and keeps saying, oh, well, how are we going to make money on this fucking plan? <laughs> well, and once again, I, I welcome anybody, I challenge anybody to come on this show and explain to me why this plant needs to be taxed and regulated at all. I, I mm-hmm. We had somebody a couple of weeks ago that was supposed to show up, but, oh, yeah, they didn't. Um, you know, I put this word, <laughs> I, I put this challenge out to all the people, all the people that have, it supported the tax and regulated initiatives and all the people that have tried to tell us how, oh, baby steps, and we need to do this this way, and it needs to be done because it protects. Eh, come on the show and tell me why. Explain it That's to me right. why. Hey, listen, if I, could, if I could sit in front of world dignitaries and look right at them and say those exact words, because I didn't, the problem with cannabis is regulation and how, how all of that. I put all of that on the table for them. Listen, there again, people, this is the problem. These are the people that have to hear it. These are the people that know. Listen, everybody in that room shook their head yes. The doctor from Israel that came over and talked to us afterwards, um, <coughs> that's looking to speak with us, said to me at that point in time, there is a check mark under every statement you made. I can check them off. Okay, again, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> this ain't who I am. I'm not a doctor. I never right. went to a day of medical school. It doesn't matter. Right. You don't have to have okay. to to feel better and to live right. That's right. So true. So true. Well, you guys, um, we're getting a lot of uh, a, a lot of of interest and a lot of people starting to to wake up. And I feel I feel an emergence of of. Uh, a resurgence and an emergence of, of new energy. Maybe it's renewed energy. Maybe it's maybe it's um, maybe it's brand new energy. But I feel like there's more people that are waking up and maybe rubbing the sleep out of their eyes and stretching their arms yeah. and legs a little bit. Going, whoa! You know what? Maybe a little bit of that freedom's not such a bad thing. Maybe maybe I could be part of this. Maybe maybe there's something I could do. So what if they're up in your neck of the woods and want to help? How do they reach you? They can call me anytime, 845-522-3162. Please reach out to us at canawefalk420 at gmail.com or at www.canawetalk42small.com. Guys, we're here to help you. Please reach out on, on social media, on our Solidarity Over Separation page, the New York chapter of the Human Solution for any human rights or, or uh, civil rights issues, obviously, we do do uh, definitely uh, more uh, concentrate on the cannabis plant because we don't believe anybody should be in jail for this plant. But if you have any other issues, please, Helen and I are always willing to help you. And if we can't help you as an organization, believe me, we have a network of people that we can direct you to. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pete and Helen Yapel, as always. 
And uh, just uh, pleased and proud to, to be fighting alongside and with you guys. And uh, hopefully uh, soon again, my goal is to get on to the next thing. I don't know, child slavery, right. world hunger, um, you know, there's all kinds of other issues that we could be taking on. <laughs> the river of plastic, maybe we could get to that one, you know. Awesome. All right, you guys, always a pleasure. And uh, we're going to keep on marching. Pete and Helen Yapel, folks, representing at the United Nations today. And it is all over the place. It's on my public figure page, um, the link to it. And, um, you know, that's, that's, the, that's what's going on. All right, back to the regularly scheduled program. Um, if you want to call and join this show, this show is called A Cup of Joe. It is brought to us by the Coffee Party and the Coffee Party Radio Network. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's actually another Coffee Party Radio Network show on this week. Um, but until there is, this is the one. And we're very grateful for the opportunity to do this, and, and we try to use it the best we can. And the thing that makes this show great is it's a fellowship. It's a, it's a, it's like sitting around a round table. I've always likened the work that the Human Solution does to the founding of our nation. And there was a time when um, the rebels, when the Minutemen, when the folks that um, didn't want to be part of King George's rule decided that uh, maybe there's a better way. And they got together and they talked and they planned and they gathered their resources and ultimately... They made it happen. And we are too. It's what we're doing right now. It's 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 not dissimilar. We're not physically taking up arms and we're not looking to cause physical harm to somebody. But we are looking to make a substantial change to our paradigm. We are looking to uh, remove the taxation without representation from our lives. We are looking to liberate ourselves from the bondage and tyranny that we're sitting in right now, whether we get it or not. We are in bondage. When somebody comes to us, a nation, a government, uh, law enforcement, however you perceive it, however it affects you personally, and tells you you can't have that because I said so, and I representing the law, the government, the courts, whatever, you can't have that, but that won't hurt anybody else, and it won't even hurt yourself, but you can't have it, because I said so. That's tyranny, folks. Our founders recognized early on, even before the official Declaration of Independence, and they had phrased it as life, liberty, and property with the uh, ability to strive for happiness. That was inalienable rights that we were deemed to have. It was self-evident that we're endowed with these rights. And however you see yourself as being created, you're here. And if you're here and you're breathing and you're thinking, they're yours. But what if my property and my life and my liberty and my pursuit of happiness somehow involves this plant that the government's 
no, you can't have it. Damn, that doesn't seem right, does it? Seems like something ought to change, something ought to give. Well, here's some really exciting stuff that's happening. We have Sarah on the line, and she represents, hopefully, something that I tried and continue to try, and I think she's got the spark, her and her husband have the spark to uh, to make happen again and still and continuing. So I'm going to take another step back and, and, and bring us back to a little history. Uh, the human solution originally was very local. It, it, it arrived out of my case and uh, a couple of other local cases that we found about. And then it spread um, as a result of meeting some folks in Arizona. That was the first chapter to be established. Um, but, of course, that was also the first Arizona chapter was the first chapter to be um, decommissioned as well. They got a little squirrely and out of hand. And they had to go away. But um, then we went on our journey for justice. We traveled up to Montana, and we planted the seeds of, of a number of chapters that ultimately blossomed. And from that, um, we kind of spread like wildfire. And we spread across the nation. We spread to other countries. We got... We had up to, I don't know, 40, 46 chapters at one time. And what happened was, of course, and I've told you this before, but when chapters happen, uh, leaders usually were present, and leaders sometimes are good, and sometimes they get their own ideas of what's best, and sometimes those ideas of what's best aren't the ideas that the group decided that we were going to be. Um, and so we made a lot of changes. We came up with our code of conduct, and we came up with bylaws and rules and all the crap that was necessary. In fact, we went so far when we had so many chapters that we actually came up with a, a manual. And it was a, a, um, it was a manual that was um, voluminous, <laughs> and it took us a long time to uh, create it. And it took us a long time to ratify it and edit it, and it it really laid out as an institutional way of thinking um, how the human solution was going to operate. Because we had so many people and so many leaders and started to uh, manifest problems that came out of that. People would represent this organization in a way it was never intended to, and, and people would start to use it and wield it as their own sword, and it was becoming, you know, a little bit chaotic. And um, one thing you learn, chaos has its place, and, and in the heat of battle, there's always going to be chaos. So if we're actually um, in battle going after a specific goal, hey, bring it on. Let there be a little bloodshed and chaos. But today, uh, it's, it's important to be thoughtful. It's important to be... Um, uh, effective, and so we came up with this notion that um, we would train our chapters, our coordinators, and by the time we got done with all of this creation and, and editing and, and, and we actually came up with a system and, and we ended up having, I don't know, a handful of, of, of chapters actually get trained, and shortly after that is when our big 
growing pain, let's call it, happened. And in the in a live episode of our former radio show that was called News from the Front Lines, we had part of our team resign, and we had this big, just ridiculous um, um, growing pain. <laughs> but what we did was what a good organization would do is we kept going. And we decided that there's enough here to keep going. And this is four or five, four years ago or so. And we kept going. And we voted in a new board or we, we, we cleaned up what we had. And, and we realized that most of the people that left probably were never really there to begin with. And they had their own ideas and agendas. And, and it was okay. And it was okay to be smaller and it was okay to to uh rework things and, and it was okay to 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 come back to a core. And so two years ago we, we voted in our new board and it was a much smaller board. We actually decided um we actually decided that um we were going to focus on just working together. We, we decided to focus on building our infrastructure again. And we weren't going to so much worry about um, all these chapters. And there were so many chapters that it got started and never did anything. Oh, my God, it was so, so much energy put into Facebook pages and all of the things. And, and at the end of the day, you know, a chapter is only there to do good to be a local resource. When somebody needs help, we're there for them. That's it. It's not there to do fundraisers and events and 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 start bashing on other people because you don't like the way they do things or whatever. It, 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 it's, it's, um, it's there to be a local resource. And when that stopped happening, we realized that we got to rethink things. So we went through a different change, and we decided, you know what, let's throw the whole rule book out the door, and let's let chapters be chapters. And there's a simple measure, is a chapter doing what they're supposed to. And number one, we have a code of conduct that never wavered and never changed and never lost. And that's the thing that actually has kept us solid. I don't know of a single organization, not even a church, there is not a major religion on this planet that has a code of conduct that says if you do this thing, you're not part of us. There isn't that. And there isn't a major organization that has that. The UN doesn't have it. But we do. And it's really simple. It's no drama. We don't we don't do stupid shit. We don't act negative towards anybody. It's pretty simple. Our organization is focused on education and support with the goal of ending cannabis prohibition. That's all. We're not here to pass a law. We're not here to attack anybody. We're not here to raise money necessarily. We're not here for any of those things, although we can do them. We're here for this reason, and if you are here for this reason and you want to be part of this organization, you can do that. But if you go and take our organization's name and you start doing stupid crap and saying, oh, I'm wearing the human solution better and I'm doing stupid crap, guess what? <laughs> You're not. You're not part of us anymore. And you pushed yourself away because you didn't want to be part of us. 
I don't know. I feel kind of proud about that. I feel I feel proud that I'm part of an organization that has that kind of a standard, that has that kind of a uh, of a bar to be held. And I and I would rather have a few good individuals than a whole bunch of assholes. And when it comes time that we have our plan together and we have a specific action, bring on all the assholes. Help us. <laughs> I don't care. I want everybody to help when it comes down to here's our plan, let's do it. We need to write a letter, let's let our voice be heard. Great. I don't care if you like me or not. I don't care if you like this organization or not. Just help, okay? But if you want to be part of the core, part of the team, part of the movers and shakers that are actually planning and making this happen, you got to be part of it. That's just how it is. You can't be certain things if you're certain other things. It's just laws of physics. You can't be water if you're earth. You can't. You just can't. Okay? You can't be fire if you're ice. You just can't. The two just can't be the same. They're not. So if you're part of the human solution, we want and welcome that. So anyways, we got small. Oh, boy, did we get small. We got so small where our board shrunk to a third of what it was. Um, A number of active chapters shrunk to a fraction of what it was. But what we did is we started to uh, reinforce. We started to um, get back to work. We started to, the serious people stayed. We kept showing up. We kept working together. We kept doing this. And guess what? We stayed solid for a while. We got stronger, and we got stronger, and then we started to grow. And as we've now hit a new, I think we're opening up a new chapter finally, and it's kind of um, momentous that it's happening right at the time of a new election. But I feel that we have an energy that is, very much like the energy that we had when we first started growing and we had a lot more people that were engaged and involved. But this time, this time the energy is more pure. This time the energy is guided by a core of experience that we didn't have when we got started. None of us knew what the hell we were doing. None of us get paid to do this. We're doing it out of our heart and out of our sacrifice and out of our knowledge that this is a good and righteous thing to do, that's why we do it. But you do this from a point of ignorance when you get started. You think that because you're righteous that nothing can go wrong. And you think that because this is about pot that people won't steal from you. And you think that because this has got lots of good people in it that people won't do bad things. Well, guess what? That's not the case. But when you establish a baseline and when you establish what's acceptable and what's not, then guess what? You can run a strong organization and have no fear of any bullshit coming in. You know why? Because when somebody tries to throw the bullshit at you, it can't stick. It doesn't work because we don't do that stuff. When a member comes in and starts slashing about on social media and going blah, 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 Well, you just took yourself out of our core and put yourself out on the fringe. And if you keep it up, you go away. And I don't have to do a damn thing. And that's the best part about it all. 
It's self-correcting now. So now what's happening, and this is the most exciting part. And I guess initially when it first started happening, I was so excited I fostered it. And I'm one of these crazy people who <laughs> I am passionate, and I have initiative, and I will get results. So when I put my mind to building chapters, holy crap, I've built chapters, and that was never a problem. The problem was the chapters I built didn't have enough of their own substance to stay. And we built it now in a way that they can rise and fall as they need to. They can rise and be there if the community needs it. And they can be there when they need it. And if they're not needed anymore, they can melt away. And there's no harm, no foul. And that's the beauty of what we've become. We've made it easier to participate. Um, there's still some training involved, and most of the training is is simple social skills, uh, techniques of things that we've learned in battle, going to court, going to rallies, um, getting a message out there effectively, reaching out uh, with a plan, being effective. You know, there's the 80-20 rule I brought up last, last week or maybe the week before, and 80% of everything in your life is doing dick, doing nothing. 20%, if you're lucky, is accomplishing most of everything that's getting done. 20%. 20% of the people that you spend your time with are accomplishing most of what's being accomplished through other people. 20% of your own energy is accomplishing most of everything that you accomplish. It's just the way it is. So we're focusing on that 20%, and in fact, we're focusing on 20% of that 20%, because that's where the real heart is. And that's what we're looking for. And that's what we're finding. So now, here's the exciting part. Wait for it. You ever grow plants and something, you know, isn't happening at your expectation? I've been involved with plants all my life, it seems. And I've, I've taught people about plants and I've been involved, let's just say, on a number of levels. But what happens all the time is somebody gets excited and they got a passion and they just discovered this plant and they start to grow it and they're like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm growing this plant or these plants and, and, and it's wonderful and look at how beautiful they are and oh, they're so healing and just amazing. And then there's something wrong. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I go and I stop my life and I go and I see what's going on. I say, well, what are you doing? And usually what's wrong is their expectations, and they're spending too much time with them. They're spending too much time dealing with them, looking at them, waiting for something to happen, and the plants don't move that fast. And a lot of times I think that's what's wrong with a lot of us, our expectations, especially those that get passionate. I've got, oh, so many stories of, of you know, fizzled stars, fizzled stars, so many people we've had that were so excited and so passionate and so dedicated and they blow up, supernova baby. So sometimes things happen on their own timeline, and it seems that this organization is doing the same. So for a while, we, you know, so excited, we planted all these seeds and watched them grow and watched them grow, and then all of a sudden some died and some, you know, went to sleep and some whatever, and now all of a sudden they're starting to grow. So. About a year ago almost, I don't know, it's been it's coming up on a year, uh, New York chapter got started and then 
the Ohio chapter got going. We had a chapter in Ohio at one point. Hell, my uh, my former vice president ran a chapter in Ohio at one point. But one day, that was just too much work, and uh, the chapter stopped. And it sat there for nothing for a while. We had a Facebook page up, but no chapter. But then a couple of good people stepped up and decided to uh, get this chapter going again. So there's two. Now all of a sudden we got Florida starting to light up, and it looks like we may end up having two chapters in Florida. We have the makings for them, and they haven't happened yet, but they're getting close. Um, we got a Midwest chapter, not a Midwest chapter, a, a Northwest chapter that wants to happen, and I think if we can get enough people together, we can make it happen. It doesn't take a lot. We used to have, at one point, I think we had four chapters or five chapters in uh, Washington State. We had a chapter in Montana. We had a chapter in Idaho. We had a chapter in two or three chapters in Oregon. And today, we still have Oregon. We have some strength in Oregon. We have some people in Washington, but we don't have a chapter. Um, we have a person in Idaho that I would love to put in touch with, uh, at least somebody nearby. She's amazing, and she just needs a little help. I don't know what happened to Montana. It's sort of fizzled. Um, but we could have a strong chapter in that area if we could pool our resources. And then there's Kansas. So... Three years ago, I think it was now, I went out to Kansas in support of a case. Um, it was an amazing experience. In a week or ten days, I was out there. Um, we brought together, I don't know, at one point probably close to 100 people. Um, we ended up winning a victory, a jury nullification victory on a brutal case, and the defendant would have gone to prison possibly for life. And he's a free man, I believe. I just got wind that he uh, <laughs> no, there's no track. Don't worry about it. We're all good. There's there's a there's a plan to this whole thing. Sometimes it meanders. Anyways, the um, the Kansas chapter got lit up, and we had probably uh, I don't know a dozen or so people in the. Wichita chapter, and then we had uh, a Midwest chapter pop up, and that was up clo closer to Kansas City. And we went through and trained, I don't know, I think we had four leaders, and we had a bunch of people, but it never quite got lit. It never quite brought it to to market. Never supported a case, really. And Wichita had a couple of strong people, and they come and go, and they're still, some of them are still there. But now, We've got some new energy coming out of Kansas and out of Wichita. And the coolest thing about this new energy is that they're involved with some other organizations. And there's a, a I almost like to call them a sister organization, Bleeding Kansas. And although they're more involved with legislation and all that, uh, they're amazing people. And uh, Lisa Sublett and uh, Chris Logan and now Sarah and uh, Mike, um, are running the Wichita chapter. Well, I just got word today that we may be lighting this chapter back up. So I'm going to bring up Sarah. And Sarah, you go by more than one last name, so I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. You are live on the air, 
and I'm excited to be talking to you. So what's going on in Kansas? Hello, Joe. My last name is Stormant, too. I know I had to switch there for a little bit. Um, well, pretty much, like you said, I work with um, Bleeding Kansas Advocates, too, so I'm pretty familiar with the whole C3 stuff. And then I also recently have just picked up the Parents for Pot page. Um, not only that, but we do run a lot in the political world, too. So we've been pushing for to try to get the right people in the seats to get some laws changed here in Kansas. But it's been a, been a hell of a road. Yeah, Kansas is quite a unique uh, place. I, when I went out there, I I was kind of blown away by a mixture of um, of people that embrace freedom and oppression at the same time. You know, you got yeah, it, it is so ass backwards. <laughs> yes, it is yeah. extremely ass backwards with hypocrisy at its finest here for sure. Well, you got people walking around with with sidearms. You know, people walking around with loaded guns all over the place. And yet, at the same time, and, and there's no shortage of alcohol out there, but the the oppressive nature of, of Kansas and cannabis was just, uh, it, it was mind-blowing. It, it, you know, it has been, this whole last year has been super interesting. I, I actually started with Bleeding Kansas Advocates in, I think it was December. Um, so that December I went up, or January when we came into sessions, I went up and I talked to legis- all of my legislators and stuff and the Hunter District seat who Jennifer Wynn is running against this year um, actually basically called me a junkie and shut the door in my face. That's, that was a really interesting story. Um, so, yeah, they wow. just they don't listen. Um, but then we have, you know, Chris Kobach, who's running for governor on the Republican side who is, you know, basically told us that there's no benefit to THC and that we're doing CBD only. And then when the crowd got a little fired up about that at the debate, he told everybody to go eat Doritos. So it's it's that type of mentality of, you know, you're going to listen to what I say. No, let's let's get back to the basics of we hired you guys to be our representative and our voice, so we don't have to listen to you, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, the thing of it is, is in in my – week and a half that I was in Kansas, I got to meet a, a number of people, and, you know, I was at the courthouse half the time, and I was out at a lake and a river the other the other part of the time, and, and I got a, a blend of, of, you know, dealing with advocates and activists um, and, you know, their families, and, and you got a, two different sides to it. You know, when you're out there fighting for something, you know, we were out there chanting and marching in the street, and sitting in court and, 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 and being part mm-hmm. of that whole process. And you, you, you get the people that are walking by that, that express their opinion. But then when you're sitting on a boat with them and you're talking about, you know, how they really feel about a lot of things, um, you know, there's a lot of people are people wherever you go. And, and, and the love of liberty and freedom and then the fear of, of oppression, uh, I think a lot of times the fear pushes people, and you got people like, like this guy that said, oh, you stoners, go eat your Doritos. I think he's praying, you know, on the fears that people have of this being illegal and afraid to step up and stand up against it. And unfortunately, you know, until we do something about it, it's going to keep going. But you guys did gain a little victory, but hopefully um, it's going to go all the way and become, you know, some true liberty soon. I hope so. In the case that you were talking about just a few moments ago, yes, he is. Um, that one is done with papers and everything now, so it's an official over-type deal. 
Well, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And like I said, the human solution was there in full force. And if it wasn't yep. for us being there, I got to tell you, I don't think it would have gone that way. I don't either. And, you know, that, that family is so grateful and thankful to you guys, too. I work pretty closely with them, too. So um, well, they know, definitely I, I appreciate spent, everything that you guys did. I spent time in their living room. I spent time, uh, you know, rallying the troops. And, you know, when I talk about the Minutemen, that's what that was about. You know, we went out to the courthouse and we cased it out and we, we reconnoitered and we, we went out there and, and, and set a plan and we executed it. And um, it wasn't easy and, and there was a lot of moments. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't able to be there for the, for the verdict. Um, but we were there. I was there till we had had our final rally and I believed that we had enough momentum to take us there and, and we did, and, and, and when we won, uh, there was such a celebration. There was such a feeling of unity and a feel, a feeling of, uh, of of accomplishment. And you know, we go right. through life, and we have failure after failure after failure. If you look at your life and you look at your failures, um, you'll you'll be you can you can wrap them on you at, like a coat. And you look at your victories, oh, and yeah. if you stay enough, you'll get them. And this was one of those victories that. You know, I, I it, it it went it changed the course of history, I believe. Oh, I I would absolutely agree with that too, because not only did a bunch of people that were on that jury get get educated about certain things and the way that the justice system works and all of that, but they that's when people really start to look into maybe there is some truth behind this that people are that passionate about it that they're spending their time up here when they could be doing other things. You know, that that's how you get people to start talking. Exactly, and that's the fire that we're talking about. You guys, I am just so impressed with with your team, and uh, you're you know you guys have that fire. You guys are young, and you are educated, and you speak well, and you're motivated, and you got all the right stuff to make stuff happen. And so for that, um, you know, I just want to uh, maybe um, next Tuesday I can get you to come on our conference call. And we can walk you through kind of the formalities of, of um, setting up a chapter. It's really simple, and it's not just a Facebook page, but it's an actual thing. Um, and what it is essentially, and, you know, that's part of what this show is all about, too, is educating people about, well, what is a chapter? What do I got to do to be part of a chapter? And essentially you need a minimum of two people. One person cannot be a chapter. One person can be an advocate. But two to three people, you can have the makings of a chapter, and we have uh, what we call coordinators. You know, you don't have to have a hierarchy, president, and all that crap. You can just have a coordinators. And generally, we uh, will have a court support coordinator. And essentially, what you become is you become um, a resource. And so when, when somebody comes to the main organization and says, hey, i got a case, and they're anywhere near you, we say, well, we got a local resource, um, and we we push them to you, and you guys get a chance to uh, communicate and say, well, you know, uh, tell us about what's going on. And then uh, we have a protocol in place. You bring them to the show. You let them, you know, tell their story. With If we have a story that we need to get out to the media, we have a media outlet for that. Um, if we need to rally support for uh, a case, for whether it's through letter writing or showing up in court support, we teach you how to do that effectively. And, um, you know, one of the most important things we do is we're just available to listen. Um, right. Sometimes people Me and Michael would love to take that, over that attack. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. And another thing, and this is the part that's kind of really the part that's most near and dear to me, is the fact that I've been working really hard for the past couple of years to form true alliances with other like-minded organizations. And it's always been difficult because there's always egos involved and there's always, you know, whatever kind of conflict or people trying to carve up the pie or whatever the hell is the thing that keeps it from happening. But in knowing the people that are involved in Bleeding Kansas, um, it's a perfect it's a perfect match. We've been we've been allies from the beginning since we've known each other and uh, you know, Lisa Sublet, she's just an angel. I, I've never Yes, uh, I've heard lots of great from her, so she's part of the A team. I mean she she I've I've watched her sacrifice at, at great length um to be able to uh you know make some small change and that's the kind of heart that we need. And so anyways um, if you can join us on, on Tuesday, we got our election tomorrow, so um, I'm assuming that um, I'll still be involved in the organization on some level, um, and hopefully <laughs> in the same level I am. But we'll see. Tomorrow we'll, we'll tell the story. Um, but anyways, that all being said, I, I, I very much um, am excited about that, and I think there's still one uh, Kansas page that's still alive, but otherwise we can build a new one. Um, I I just recently pulled down all the inactive pages, so or all the ones I could, and um, uh, but you know the page is a is a tool, but it's not the heart of the chapter. Um, and we'll actually you'll get a a chapter certificate, you'll be official. And um, I saw that you guys joined up um, as as uh, sponsors uh, a week or two ago, and just really excited to be working with you. Awesome. We are super excited to be working with you, too, and hopefully we'll be able to get this building together and then take a few days off and make it out there. <laughs> that would be great. Well, you'll that's, have to have a place to That's the goal. Uh, if you make it out here, you got a place to stay, so just let me know. Awesome, man. We appreciate it so much, and I definitely look forward to talking to you more about getting this whole thing situated and put together. So. Awesome. All right. Well, go Kansas. And Sarah Storman, and she's uh, – Joining the joining the team. The A team is getting bigger. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Michael's here with me too. Awesome. Mike Mike is a, a big part of this team. Again, you know, one of the things that makes this so great lately is we got husband and wife teams, partners. We have couples, however you want to call yourself. More and more and more we're having partners come together and be part of this. And that's one of the things that is a sign of, of our growth and strength. Instead of just having an individual, we've got these teams that are coming together. So, anyways, that's, that is uh, in store. And like I said, it looks like we may have, we have the makings of two chapters being formed in uh, uh, Florida. Now, we have two chapters in California, a NorCal and a Southern California chapter. We used to have a dozen, but we melded them into two, and every state now has the ability to have one chapter or a region can have a chapter. So um, really that's how it goes. Um, I look forward to uh, watching this growth and watching this team. All right, well, we did it again. I didn't have a whole lot planned for this show, but just to open the floor and do some talking, and now we got 16 minutes left to go. 
and uh, I've got three, four more people that are ready to speak. So we got Creed Leffler. Creed has been a guest of the show now for, I don't know, a few months. Um, Creed has a petition um, with the hopes of taking cannabis off of Schedule 1. And um, the Human Solution has actively supported this. Many of our members have signed it, and hopefully um, um, as he gives us our latest updates on it, we'll get some more to sign it. Hopefully we've broken over the latest threshold. <coughs> then we got Glenn Keeling. Glenn is um, chapter coordinator from the Creative Care Beacon chapter in Ohio, him and his wife Peggy, another partner team. Uh, Glenn's actually a candidate for vice president and um, the board member. So uh, we're looking forward to um, Glenn's update. And then we got Tom Corby, and George Martirano will likely be calling in, um, and we'll see what happens. So I'm going to bring Creed up and, um, and Lisa Wooldridge, my current vice president, also has a few things to say. So I'm going to bring Creed up with Lisa, and I'm going to take a quick little break. Creed Leffler, you are live on the air, and um, Lisa Wooldridge is here with you as well. Hi, Creed. How are you? Good, good, good. What's going on? What do you got to tell us today? How do you read the message? Yes, sir. We now have 6,938 signatures, which means we need 62 more for 7,000 signatures. Please help me get there. I know we can. Thanks. Wow, that's fantastic, Creed. You are rocking it right now. He just said he only needs 62 more signatures, and he's going to have 7,000 signatures. Reed Leffler is a force to be reckoned with. This guy is amazing. To get 7,000 signatures is phenomenal. Creed, you rock right now, really, dude. That's fantastic. Thank you for being you. You are appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So what we can do is um, Creed's petition is on change.org. We will find that link, and we'll put it up for you. I need a little bit of Go ahead. Move on. Oh, it's moveon.org. That's right. It's moveon.org. That's where the petition is. We'll put the link up. I'm having a little trouble with my computer today. I can't get it to log in. Otherwise, I'd type it in for you. But um, we'll get it up, or it might even be on the YouTube feed from Joe's. So um, check out Creed Leffler's page, moveon.org, for his petition. He only needs 62 more signatures to get 7,000. Really, we've got to help Creed out here. Super guy. Thank you, Creed. Do you have anything else to say? Could we? We're going to media campaign because... Um, that's really what I'm. That's really what I'm having an issue with right now. Is I need a bigger, bigger presence. So I was wondering if the human solution could help me with that. Um, you know what? I'm not. 
Go ahead. Go ahead, operator. Could we work on a medium campaign? Because that's really what I'm thinking it needs right now. We need a vid video presence. So I was wondering if any of no. you could help me. Media presence. Uh, we need a media presence. So I was wondering if any of you could help me with that. Um, that's possible. That's possible. I'll talk with Joe and then also Becca. Maybe we can even do a press release. Becca's phenomenal when it comes to press releases. Yay, Becca. Um, Becca rocks, too. So anyway, yeah, let us check that out, Creed. We'll definitely get back with you on that and see if there's anything that we can do to help you with that, okay? Because I've been trying to get, trying to get it in front of um, CNN and places like that, like Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Creed. Can you repeat after I've been trying to connect? I've been trying to connect with Sanjay Gupta, the cannabis correspondent for CNN. Been trying to connect with. And I'm sorry, I didn't get the name. The cannabis correspondent for CNN. For CNN. But he's, he's a hard one to get a hold of. But he's a hard one to get a hold of. Yep, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, we can uh, we can certainly see if we can help you, like write a press release and see what goes on there. I'll talk to um, both Joe and Becca about that. And we'll see if we can help you with that, Creed. Alrighty, thanks, guys. Alrighty, thanks, You're welcome. Guys. Thank you, Creed. Again, guys, check out Creed Leffler's page. This man is awesome. He rocks. Thanks, Creed. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. So, anyway, thanks, Creed. Well, I've got a couple more minutes. I'm the... Um, President, uh, Vice President of the Human Solution International. It's an honor and a privilege, and it means a lot to me. And the reason that it means a lot is I'm a stage three cancer survivor. Um, I am 59 years old, and back in the 70s, I used to smoke pot. And uh, in the 80s, when I raised my kids, I led the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> Why? Because I was ignorant. I like to refer to the ignorance as being an endocannabinoid-deficient zombie. All humans, all mammals have an endocannabinoid system. It's what the cannabis plant hooks into, like a lock and a key. They're called receptors. Its total function is to create balance in the body. Cancer, which is what I had, is a chemical imbalance. It's a body imbalance. So if my body's balanced, I'm not going to get cancer anymore. Somebody said that it's possible, maybe, that cannabis can kill a cancer cell. I'm riding with that possibility. I use it every day. I fight for this plant and I sit in this chair because nobody has the right to tell me that I can't heal my body. You can't ethically tell me that, and I know that you can't scientifically or medically tell me that because I've done my research. So I advocate, I speak my mind, 
and I want everybody to have access to cannabis. You don't have to use it if you don't want to. You don't have to eat organic. But I choose to do it. And I choose to do it because I want to stay alive. So it's for a selfish reason that I'm here. I'm here to make sure that if the plant's available for you, the plant's going to be available for me. And that's what it's all about. So I'm asking as a favor that please always keep your ears open, keep your mind and your heart open, and always share about our plant with others. Do it with kindness, gentleness, and love. Don't force it on anybody. But always be willing to share that it's valuable, that it balances the human body. People look and they say, well, you don't look like you went through stage 3 cancer. Well, I also have lymphedema. That's why I have a sleeve on. And people that have lymphedema are prescribed routinely these things, tramadol, gabapentin, and Lyrica. And if you take those, you look pretty bad. So I don't take them. I use cannabis instead. I use a cannabis salve, I take cannabis oil, and I vape. So perhaps, along with chemo, surgery, and radiation, and I'm not opposed to those, I say it's a tool, use any tool that you can, perhaps between those tools and my tool of cannabis, my tool of choice, perhaps that's why I'm still here. So I'm asking as a favor, share with anybody that asks or anybody that questions how fantastic this plant is, and we should all have the right and the ability to be able to use it. How dare somebody else tell me that I can't use a plant? I'm an adult with a brain. I can think. I can research. I can decide for myself what I want to put in my body. I don't need any government official thinking that they're smarter than I am because they aren't. They don't teach doctors about the endocannabinoid system very much. Most people aren't even aware of it. We are because that's why we're here. So we need to share with them, gently and kindly, how great our plant is. And we are our own best example just by being healthy. So that's why I'm the vice president. I'm the vice president because I believe a thousand percent in this plant. I believe it's what's keeping me alive. I do eat organically, I do a bunch of other stuff, but, you know, everybody's got their own way with that. But the plant is what makes me feel better. And to me, it's always medical. Whether it's healing my mind or healing my body, it's always medical. If it's recreational because it makes it makes me smile, I'm okay with that, too. So Ooh. I'm the one running for the vice president. That's what I want to do. So I appreciate all of you guys if you vote for me. And uh, if you vote for all the other fine folks, I appreciate doing that, too, because... We all need to uh, plate and vote. So Yeah, I'm I'm still here. Um I I completely lost audio of them. Can you hear me, Creed? Haha. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. We're back live, and uh, actually, we never stopped being live. We just stopped from uh, me being able to talk. Uh, all right, well, Lisa, it's uh, it is 
it is and has been a pleasure to work with you, and I am sure that regardless of how anything plays out, we'll still be working together. Absolutely. And um, titles are titles, and we, you know, the, the neatest thing that we have is that um, we even have some of the members um, that are sitting on our board, one of them in particular, um, offered that if they needed to make room for somebody else, um, that they'd step down. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, the ability to put yourself aside for something that's bigger than yourself is, is what exemplifies um, what this is all about. And when I was fighting my case, I told everybody this is not about me. I could have taken a plea deal and been done with my case years ago. It's about something bigger. And anybody, hopefully everybody who's ever stood and fought their case has understood that it was never about their case. You know, if you fight uh, a case, your odds of losing are much greater than your odds of winning. And so if you're going to play the odds, uh, negotiating a good deal is your, by far your best odds. Um, but if you're trying to make real change, then you have to go against those odds. And most of the time, uh, the biggest and most powerful changes that have happened have happened against the odds. So, um, again, this show's going to go a little long. I didn't know if I had enough material to get us through the show, but here we are going a little long. Um, and if you want to call in, you've got two minutes to do so. The number is 646-929-2495. Once we get overtime, somebody cannot call in anymore. Um, so... Uh, show your position up. If you're on the line and you have something to say, uh, hang up and call back. And um, our amazing non-compliant Mary will talk to you and get you in place. All right, so Glenn Keeling's coming up. Then we got Mike, who's got something. And Tom Corby will wrap the show up. And I don't know if uh, George is going to make it in today, but we'll see what happens. Um, Craig has been working 15-hour shifts, and he's still working a 15-hour shift. He's not able to join us while he's working. So, um, All right, we got Glenn Keeling up next, and then Mike, and then Tom. Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, good evening, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh. So tell us what's going on in Ohio. Uh, well, Ohio... <laughs> We're still dragging our feet. There's still no medicine for the patients here in Ohio. Um, but beyond that, I am proud to say that I've been working with a group of people here and that uh, a, a particular person is going to help write a charter, charter for the county I live in. And that's just the start of it because we're just going to start county to county writing, rewriting charters. Um, and what the charter is going to do, it's going to decriminalize um, up to 200 grams. Um, I know it's, it's it's not the best thing and it's not the greatest thing in the world. They should just leave it alone, period. But at least this is going to protect people that do decide to use this plant from being prosecuted. Um, it's going to take it out of the prosecuting and court's hands. <clears throat> and then, of course, this is going to sound really stupid and I really hate fucking saying this. 
but it's going to take it out of the court's hands, and instead of going to jail, it's going to offer them treatment. Um, I think that's the dumbest thing, treatment for cannabis. But um, at least it's going to protect people and keep people from... At least it, it, it will keep people from going to prison and, and, and serving time for a plant. And, and, and that's the, the whole goal is, is to observe, uh, you know, take it away from prison. And, and Because eh, nobody, it doesn't matter how, if, you, if you've got 500 grams in your pocket, it doesn't matter, you, you know, nobody, nobody deserves to go to prison ever for no amount of cannabis, um, especially somebody that's treating, you, you know, an ailment, somebody that's sick and needs this plant. Um, man, I, I, I'm uh, so honored and so blessed to be working with such great people. I mean, oh, Pete speaking at the UN today, that was amazing. Uh, working with Joe and Lisa, everybody as part of this, man, it, 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 it's a great opportunity to be a part of the human solution, um, to be working side by side, so many great people doing so many great things in so many states for such a great cause. Um, and, and I thank you every week, Joe, for letting me come on and, and spew and, and say, you know, what I need to say and give updates. Update October 12th, 8.45 in the morning is the next uh, attorney conference phone call. <laughs> phone call, crazy. Um, but that's the next one. And again, man, I, I am so honored to be working with so many great people, um, Joe. And, and and thank you for a year ago accepting my call and walking us through this and, and helping us uh, and giving us strength to to do one. Yep. You were, you were in custody when I first met you. <laughs> I mean, you guys have given, you know, working with the Human Solution is way different than working with any of the other organizations that we've ever worked with. You guys really care about what you're doing. I mean, it's just not mouth work, and it's not just, you know, to raise money or to, hey, look at me, what I'm doing. This organization is really about helping people, and it's, you know, beyond cannabis. It's, you know, human rights, it's a civil rights group, and, 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 we strive for that every single day, and, and I'm, I'm just really honored to be part of such a great organization. Well, we're honored as well, and, uh, you know, as of tomorrow, if things go well, uh, you might be sitting in a, a, any number of positions, you and your wife both. So um, we've got you in a, in a, in a couple of different positions. Uh, uh, Thoughts and we'll see what happens. But either way, it's a pleasure working with you, and I know that uh, being a chapter coordinator to me is one of the most important positions there is, um, regardless of the you know the, the title or whatnot. Um, that that's what this organization is built on: is the heart of the chapters and the people that um, are carrying those beacons. And when you guys came up with the name, the Creative Care Beacon, to me, I thought that was uh, brilliant. I've been so excited to uh, to have that as as one of the mantles that we carry. So um, much much love and blessings to you and Peggy and the team, and uh, look forward to uh, 
to the outcome tomorrow and watching what how, how this thing continues on. And I want to hear more about this whole charter thing. Um, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to talk a little more about it. Sounds exciting. Right on. Right on. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you again for the opportunity. And how does somebody get a hold of you if they're anywhere near Ohio and want to be part a more active participating role in ending prohibition? Hey, it's real easy. Uh, Creative Care Beacon, the Human Solution International Ohio chapter. It's on it's on the interweb here. It's on the Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Glenn Keeling, or simply pick up the phone and call me at 419-863-0498. All right, beautiful. Thank you very much, Glenn Keeling. All right, uh, Mike, looks like he dropped off. I'm not quite sure which mic it was, but um, Mike is no longer with us, and I have no way to reach to him. So we got Tom Corby to wrap the show up, folks. And uh, here we go. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, well, thank you, Joe. And all those today on the front lines are coming together to find the end prohibition. Uh, I just got done with a, uh, an acupuncture treatment for my friend here, my new friend, Lori. Uh, Frank's back in acupuncture treatment too. We both wrenched the back out here working. And uh, we're using your your CBD medicines and your your extreme rubs, Joe, and they're helping so much. Uh, well, when we talked about the medicine, I that I've been I've been using cannabis for over 50 years. Uh, and I quit cigarettes uh, 47 years ago. One of my better decisions. And I finally realized that without cannabinoids, your system, your homeostasis will be out of balance. And uh, so I'm going to cut it short today. Uh, I'm just with this treatment. And uh, thank you, Joe, for all you do. And uh, also, I'm proud to be a member of the Human Solution International for going on almost eight years now. Uh, when, when I, after I, my wife and I got busted and Join the human. Uh, got connected. Uh, Eric Solano connected me with Joe and the Human Solution International. At that time, back then, there was only one chapter uh, down there in Southern California with Joe. Since then, they joined the NorCal chapter. We're now 50 chapters international. And our goal and vision is always to and prohibition. No one should be going to jail first our sacred plan. And thank you all today. Don't forget to breathe. I'm ready to hear a Willie. Thanks, Bill and all. Today. All right. Thank you so much, Tom Corby. You are a lion of a man, and I'm ever so proud to be uh, your comrade and brother in arms. Um, well, folks, that's it. Uh, we're in fall now, and that means the days are getting a little shorter. Harvest time's coming upon us. Um, a lot of times people spend a little more time reflecting. I'm going to offer you a challenge. Spend some time thinking about it. What would you do if you could end prohibition? What, it, what would you do? What are you willing to do? How are you willing to help? Think about it. Maybe next week. Actually, next week we're not going to be doing a live show. I'm going to be out of town, um, hidden away in the mountains, um, with my grandkids, so I got a little grandkid time coming to me, and uh, we're going to sneak away to uh, to the rivers and lakes of California for a couple of days. So I will be back in two weeks, and uh, 
I look forward to hearing all of your uh, suggestions, thoughts, ideas, and hopefully uh, getting inspired. And um, that's it. I thank everybody for being part of this show and part of this organization, and we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse The Human Solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my